Star Wars 7x7 episode 323. Today it's our weekly update on The Force Awakens. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Boybar. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and what a week <laughs> it has been. It's actually a strange kind of week, because this is the week originally that The Force Awakens would have been released had they had all of their stuff together, as it turns out. And, of course, they didn't, and we have learned a little bit more about that in recent weeks, thanks to the Vanity Fair article that came out about the fact that they were really nowhere with their screenplay before Michael Arndt left the project and they brought Larry Kasdan on full bore and had J.J. Abrams work with him to get the script together for the movie. So, yeah, the uh, pushback uh, from May to December now becomes uh, particularly vital in terms of all of our fandom and our enjoyment and excitement and anticipation for the movie. And now we've got <laughs> this final countdown to work with. So speaking of Vanity Fair, and uh, of course, earlier in the month, I was not <laughs> too kind about the article itself that did have a good nugget here or there. But it turns out then in the past week that uh, there's been a lot more to the whole Vanity Fair Star Wars experience that's been revealed. And that, at least, has been a lot more satisfying in its own way. Not that we've necessarily learned anything greatly new about The Force Awakens or anything like that, but we've certainly gotten a little bit of window of insight into some of the things happening behind the scenes, not just with The Force Awakens, but with Lucasfilm in general. They've released, Vanity Fair has, five different interviews, extended interviews, with various people involved in the making of Star Wars. One of them is with Pablo Hidalgo, who is part of the uh, Lucasfilm Story Group and a creative executive inside Lucasfilm. Another is with Larry Kasdan himself. Another is with uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Another one with Michael Kaplan, who is the costume designer for The Force Awakens. And also one with John Williams, the absolutely incredible cannot say enough wonderful things about him, composer of Star Wars and so many other movies for which he's, I, I guess if this is, if I've got the math right, then, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that he must, must, must be nominated for an Academy Award for The Force Awakens. And if he is, it might well be his 50th Academy Award nomination for a best uh, score, which is just outstanding and utterly remarkable and there's been nothing like it in the history of cinema but let's talk about some of the stuff that was actually revealed in the articles nothing crazy spoiler like or anything like that so no need to uh, plug your ears or skip anything just yet but probably the most widely reported thing out there this week was the piece from larry kasdan's interview about whether lando would be appearing in the sequels and he, of course, did not say anything about it, Kasdan didn't, but said that uh, he does not think Lando is in any way finished, <laughs> no matter what. Of course, people are jumping on and wondering if that's just a reference to Star Wars Rebels, or does that mean that he might show up in, say, Episode Eight, for example, as has been rumored from time to time, and of course, Billy D. Williams is uh, happy to stoke <laughs> those rumors for just for the fun of it, basically. Another thing that came out this week was from the interview with costume designer Michael Kaplan. 
and they were asking about his uh, decisions about the costumes for the First Order and the Resistance. And in part, this is one of the things he said. He said, so I made two very, very clean cut palettes. The Empire is in very cold blacks and grays and metallics and teal blues. The Rebels are in khakis and olives and some orange warmer clothes. So there are very clear separations and you know who you're looking at when you see them. Also, the lines of the costumes, the Rebels are kind of wools and natural fibers, cottons, and the Empire is very hard-lined, almost like Theory Muggler, (laughs) uh, if you know that particular fashion name. Uh, Very kind of edgy. The haircuts are these three-quarter parts, which are big in the 1930s, so that's kind of recalling something from the past, unquote. Nazi-ish, of course. And that struck me a little bit because he mentioned also in the interview that when he was a kid seeing the movies that he didn't necessarily see a clean distinction between the good guys and the bad guys in the outfits that they wore. So now he's setting that apart in a a very interesting way. But the best bits of all, I think, come from the John Williams review and some of the answers that he gives, like when he uh, talks about how um, working with J.J. Abrams has been different from Lucas, and one of J.J. Uh, Abrams' instructions to John Williams is, quote, just do your thing, <laughs> uh, which he says, which is giving me a good sense of freedom, a good free swing at the ball, and man, if there's anybody who needs to just do its thing, it's John Williams. Another thing uh, that's really great is in regard to a question about whether he sits down and re-listens to his old scores to immerse himself, or if he just kind of has it in his head. And William says he hasn't really done that, but he thinks he has all the material. Basically, he has his feelings about it, is what he says. So he hasn't really had to consult the old scores. But he does say that there are going to be pieces of the original Star Wars music appearing here and there that are important to the action and the scenes that are happening. So that possibly is one of the most exciting things. You know, that moment where you're hearing the new music and then you hear the strains of something familiar piping in. I mean, I just get chills thinking about it myself. I wonder if you do too. So we have all those articles linked to the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. And we also have, if you decide you want to go deeper into this stuff, links from the current round of spoilers from MakingStarWars.net, including one that I, I could not even bring myself to read, basically. I kind of was reading part of it sideways and trying not to read the whole thing, but purports to be a fairly complete synopsis of The Force Awakens based on leaks from MakingStarWars.net. Proceed with caution if you decide to go down that road. Okay, we've got some trivia laying around here for you. Oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> Ever the optimist. <laughs> All right, last time we asked you who was the first to board the Falcon in its escape from the asteroid cave, and that was Han Solo. Today's question, how many meters tall is the average adult Ewok? Thanks for flying with me for another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, no Bothan spies died to bring it to you, so please leave me a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. That way you'll be helping to spread the word about the podcast to gorgeous Star Wars fans like you. Meanwhile, show notes, swag, the breaking news Twitter feed, and more are waiting for you at SW7x7.com. This doesn't feel like rock. It's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 